Missouri suffers its worst loss of the season, and unfortunately, it was during March Madness. How many times are the Tigers going to do this to us? Well, I got some context for you that's probably not going to make you feel better, but let's talk about that Missouri-Princeton game right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And you know what? Just quickly, how about some good news? Shout out to Keegan O'Toole for winning his second straight national title. Not too shabby, right? Not too shabby for him or Brian Smith, who for over a decade now, the Mizzou wrestling program has been the premier sports program at this school. And really, it hasn't even been close. So I have to assume, by the way, that Keegan O'Toole didn't his mom didn't destroy her own glasses So since he won the title. Did you all see that viral clip this past weekend? Well, if you didn't, check it out. Funny stuff. Not, not to do with Keegan O'Toole, by the way, if that wasn't clear. But you know what? Let's get to basketball, of course. And as I said in my tease here, this is the worst loss of the season by Missouri on paper. It really is. Before this Princeton game, well, Missouri lost by nine at Florida, a team that didn't make the field. And, well, that was the only game Missouri lost all season to a team that didn't make the field of 68. So Princeton, I have to say, though, they're quite a bit better than your typical 15 seed. You see, when Norfolk State beat Missouri, well, according to Ken Palm, anyway, they were the 183rd best team in the country by the end of the season. That includes the Missouri victory, by the way. And... By contrast, Princeton just 91st. So, yeah, that's a pretty big difference. So, a little bit of context there. It just tells you Princeton, a much better 15 seed than you normally expect. In fact, they're about on par, again, on paper statistically with 13 seeds like Furman and Louisiana in this tournament. But, obviously, in spite of that fact, this one really, really stings. With the Sweet 16 seemingly just sitting out there. Missouri was a six-point favorite over at FanDuel Sportsbook with a solid solid shot of getting the Elite Eight as well. Those opportunities just don't come around every year. And by the way, speaking of Norfolk State, after they beat Missouri in the first round all the way back in 2012 now, well, they laid an egg in the second round in their next game. And I expected much the same from the Princeton Tigers, but clearly that was not the case. And after the first few minutes of this ball game, I really felt fine. But man, once you got to about the eight-minute mark of the first half, I was genuinely starting to panic already. And it wasn't even about the score, which was 24-14 to Princeton. At the time, it was just that Princeton was just completely outplaying Missouri in the first 12 minutes in every aspect of the game. They were getting better shots and forcing much worse shots by Missouri. And by the way, defensively, Missouri, just from the very beginning, was a complete mess. And going to that zone early was, to me, just a sign of desperation. 
I was thinking at times, hey, can we just play some straight-up defense and stop overhelping so much? But to be fair, when you're getting beat off the dribble time and time again and Princeton dribblers were getting into the paint pretty darn easily, well, you got to help at some point. You just can't keep giving up layups. And, you know, again, first few minutes, Noah Carter was really scoring the basketball well for Missouri, taking advantage of some possibly some mismatches there. He's a tough load to handle there inside five feet unless you're a really big guy. But unfortunately, at the other end of the court, it was a give and take because time and time again, it seemed like, again, penetrators for Princeton were targeting Noah Carter defensively and trying to take him off the dribble, and often they were quite successful with, with it. So it just seemed like defensively, though, to me, Missouri didn't have much of a plan other than their usual, hey, we're going to play man-to-man and switch everything. And then when that clearly wasn't working, instead of changing up their tactics within man-to-man defense, they immediately switched to a zone. And again, to me, that's throwing up your hands and being desperate because Missouri really hasn't been a particularly good zone team other than a few stretches here and there. But it just seemed like Princeton was completely carving up the Missouri zone. So... If you're going to ask me, hey, maybe there's one guy on the floor for Princeton that you can maybe ignore a little bit defensively. Stop switching everything. Maybe try to go over a screen for once. I don't know. I'm sure Dennis Gates would maybe tell me the reason that Missouri wasn't trying that, but that's not the way they play defense. That hasn't how they've taught defense all year. Maybe that's the case, but to me, Maybe we got to rethink defense a little bit in the offseason because offensively there's really nothing I can complain about from Dennis Gates and his staff this season. They've been tremendous. But defensively, at times, Missouri looked completely lost, not only against Princeton. Clearly, Bill Self and Kansas exploited the Missouri defense rather easily and embarrassingly in that game as well. So hopefully – you know, maybe once Missouri and Dennis Gates, once he starts getting his high school players, the guys with more length, you know, maybe they'll fit the switching man-to-man type defense a little better. But yesterday, it wasn't doing us a lot of favors. And I don't know, again, it's easy for me to say from the sidelines, Dennis Gates and his staff know this team better than I do. But if it were me and I was playing NBA 2K or something, clearly I would have switched up my man-to-man tactics a little bit. I wouldn't have just, well, well, let's switch everything and, you know, be spastic and jump at every little help and steal opportunity because that type of action just wasn't working yesterday. And obviously, Trey Go Millions' continuing absence was really missed on the defensive into the court, but I thought we missed him offensively as well. A guy who is a ball mover, a good team player, and you know, offensively, I just thought Missouri's depth was really challenged. Obviously, those early fouls from Kobe Brown were a huge deal that seemed to kind of take him off of his game a little bit. And really, again, give Dennis Gates credit for yet another great sort of sideline, excuse me, baseline out of bounds play, just two seconds. On the shot clock there, late first half, gets Nick Honor an open three, knocks it down, then Sean East hits a buzzer beater to make it 33-26. to And, you know, all things considered, Missouri only being down seven felt relatively fortunate at that point. You weren't feeling good about anything, that's for sure, because, again, clearly Missouri was dominant in that game. But to even get it to seven, heck, I'll give Dennis Gates a little bit of credit there for at least closing it, but... By the end of the game, 
you know, it was just clear. The better team was Princeton the whole way. And as I sort of alluded to earlier, it's just tough, man. How many times is Missouri going to do this to us? They did it with Norfolk State. The worst game, worst loss they took by far all season of that magical 2012 season. Same thing, you know, 30-some-odd years ago when Missouri lost to Northern Iowa in the first round. That was a little more understandable. You had a serious injury there to one of Missouri's most important players at the end of the season and their point guard. But, you know, as a Missouri fan, this one's tough to take. It really is. It shouldn't ruin the season by any means. shouldn't ruin anybody's perception of Dennis Gates or the program or anything like that. All that stuff still looks great and as all systems go. It's just, hey, if you're a fan and you want to take a couple days or a few hours to let this one digest and get out of your system, I totally understand. And you know what? I do have more on this basketball game to get to, and plus some football as well. Missouri signing a four-star defensive lineman. Hey, that 2024 class is already starting to look pretty good here in the early going. So a lot to get to there, and that spring game that never was. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar, because the Built March Madness bracket is here. I know your real bracket is probably on fire. So let's go with the built March Madness bracket instead. I know you've got a favorite bar or puff. Well, now it's time to let your voice be heard. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. And you know I'll be voting for the coconut puff. And if you want the Missouri Tigers to win it all, oops, it's a little too late for that. But you know what? How about some karma for next year in March Madness? I think the Tigers will be back. So what the heck? Vote for your favorite bar or puff, and you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. And not only that, one locked-on fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So, run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Well, in retrospect, I kind of wish Arizona would have beaten Princeton, right? It couldn't have been any tougher than that in round two. And I think if Missouri would have lost to Arizona, we'd have probably felt a little bit better about it. But ain't that the way basketball and March Madness goes? Thank you very much to the sports gods for that hilarious, hilarious joke. Well played. But you know what? The one thing I will say is that while Missouri got, you know, obviously Missouri was awful. Awful on the boards all year. A bad rebounding team. But Princeton? Really? There was no indication statistically that Princeton was going to be punishing Missouri on the glass whatsoever. And yet, they did. They made a a concerted effort to do so. And by golly, they did it. And that part was a little disappointing. Because it's not as though you look at those guys out there for Princeton. It wasn't as though they had a huge size advantage. Just a little bit more. Honestly... We could have used a little Conzo Martin on this team at times in terms of just blocking out because this team, boy, when it came to actually blocking guys out, that was the one thing they were a little bit lackadaisical and lazy on often throughout the season. I don't expect Missouri to be a great rebounding team, this particular group I'm talking about, but man, 
positioning means everything. And I just think at times we took took a really, really laxed attitude toward just simply turning around and putting your butt into a guy. That's a, It's as simple as that. And to me, there's not really much excuse in not blocking off. And once again, just so we're really clear here, I thought Dennis Gates and Missouri's whole staff obviously did a tremendous job all year. They were excellent. But I will say I felt like, and this is giving Princeton credit, I'll give their players a ton of credit for outplaying our players yesterday. And just as that's not an insult to our players, I don't think it's an insult to our coaches to say that I felt like Princeton outscouted Missouri yesterday. They put size on Kobe Brown that bothered him. They ran Demoy Hodge off of the three-point line, and they dared Sean East to shoot three-pointers. All of those things were smart moves that any Missouri fan could tell you would be a worrisome adjustment by the other team. And I will say Hodge definitely seemed to be shaken up in the second half, too. Understandably, my God, what a hard fall he took there onto his shoulder, it looked like. It, you know, his neck kind of snapped back, too. I couldn't tell if his head... I, I felt like his head didn't hit the floor. Other people I was watching the game with felt like it did. But regardless, that was a brutal fall, and I think definitely affected him for the rest of the game. But regardless, you know what? How about enough? with this basketball game. I think we've talked enough about Missouri-Princeton at this point. I think we kind of get the point, right? The Tigers got dominated by the other Tigers. Probably wouldn't happen every day, but you know what? That was the day it did happen. So let's go to football here for just a little bit. And you have to say that Missouri's spring game this season was a big swing and a miss, huh? With nobody able to actually attend it other than family and former Missouri players, that kind of thing. And honestly, obviously Missouri is starting under Drinkwitz the last few years. They're starting that spring game, well, about a month earlier than they usually would. My memory is the spring game would usually be mid-late April often. And I do appreciate Drinkwitz's logic here. He's saying, hey, injuries happen. If we can just get this started earlier, well, that gives basically our entire roster another month of injury recovery if something major happens between now and the start of fall camp. And I like that logic. I really do. But unfortunately, there is a real trade-off there, which is obviously weather. As we saw yesterday in Columbia, if you're a Missouri baseball fan, no big surprise here. Oh my God, a March game was way too cold and they had to postpone it a day. No big shock there. By the way, heck of a start on Friday by Missouri baseball, taking it to the Volunteers. I believe they're a top five team in baseball, maybe even number one. Sorry, I'm not a college baseball expert, but I know enough to know that's a heck of a win by Steve Beezer and his Missouri Tiger baseball team. So nice start by them. But again, back to football. It is a bummer that Missouri fans won't be able to see these quarterbacks, won't be able to see Jake Garcia or Sam Horn. I think that would have actually brought a lot of people out in terms of curiosity, I know I would have been out there, especially with decent weather. So, you know, this is the SEC, right? If we want to make the spring game a big event, get 20,000, 30,000 people in there, you know, there is a trade-off here. You might want to actually give the fans something they want. At the same time, I really do kind of like where Drinkwitz's head is on the whole thing. Missouri has to try to get every advantage that it possibly can, so... 
honestly, I'm not really sure what they should do. Maybe at least push it back a couple weeks so we're not conflicting with March Madness. Maybe there's a happy medium here where Missouri can start, can have the spring game maybe first week of April, something like that. And you know what? Let's talk about that four-star defensive lineman that Missouri kept out of the clutches of Coach Prime, among many other big-time programs. But first, I want to tell you that the tournament is, of course, heating up, and that makes it the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sports Book app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. They got everything from sides, totals, money lines, all kinds of different props and futures. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, Tion Gray, if I'm pronouncing that name correctly, no, not a character on Game of Thrones, a Hazelwood Central defensive tackle from the St. Louis area, of course, a four-star player by Rivals.com, fifth ranked in the state, offers from LSU, Oklahoma, and yes, Deion Sanders' new Colorado program. So, yeah, when you have coaches who are in Aflac commercials offering your player, that's a pretty good sign that they know what they're doing. And Tion Gray, yeah, you look at his high school highlights, and he's certainly sufficiently dominant, no question about that, just overwhelming those high school offensive linemen from what I could see. So, obviously... Takes takes the big guys a little bit of time to develop, generally speaking. Wouldn't expect to be seeing him on the field in 2024 or anything. So it'll be a while before we see Mr. Gray. Hopefully those dividends will pay off. But again, anytime you get a four-star guy, guy who's ranked top 10 in the state, top five in the state, actually, well, that's reason to celebrate. And actually the 2024 class as sort of small and early as we are in the ball game there, small in terms of the size of the class. Missouri now in the top 25, according to rivals, in terms of rankings, too. So a good start here, at the very least, for Missouri. Obviously, they just picked up the quarterback as well, the Kalen kid from Nebraska. So off to a real nice start here. You got your quarterback, you've got a couple highly ranked kids, and, you know, Business seems to be picking up with Ryan Wingo, among others, a big five-star player out of St. Louis, a wide receiver. So, you know, business seems to be picking up and recruiting. So good news there. Their momentum has not completely gone out of the balloon or anything. The air hasn't been completely left out of the balloon or anything like that. I think there was a lot of people, including myself, after last year's eh, relatively underwhelming class after some real headliners the first couple years. You know, maybe we were worried that Drinkwitz was losing his magic touch, but so far, at least for 2024, so good. 
And thanks, as always, for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On College Basketball with Isaac Shade, who I just talked to last night, by the way, on my instant reaction, plus Andy Patton. They bring you everything you need about this tournament, plus some big-time experts, coaches, and players. That's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get audio podcasts as well. So, until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.